Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Nightly Podcast, Season 2, Episode 10, as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm AJ. I'm Carlo. Hey, guys. This is Eric. And this is Dave. And guys, before we really begin, I want to give a shout out to my grandmother. Today, a Sunday, it's her 97th birthday. So yeah. I just want to Happy, birthday, birthday, Happy birthday, Grandma Aiken. Grandma. 97. And, yeah. and, and even better, because Carlo was actually sure of who he was this this week. So we're, we're, we're off to a good start here. That's a great start. Hey, we got a yeah. birthday, 97 years. Man, they... Oh, man. That's it. Catching, catching up to Derek England. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just, she can, just because Grandma Aiken can skate better than Ingo doesn't mean you need to take I mean, shots If you would have said Joe Thornton or, you know, no, Oh, yes. And, and yes, yes. I would say Patty Marlowe, but th- that guy keeps looking younger. I, I don't understand it. He's like Benjamin Buttoning or something. Um, so let's let's talk about some, some Vegas games. We had a pretty good week, uh, you know, minus the whole not playing the Sharks thing, but we'll get to that. So uh, Monday, Vegas beat Colorado 3-0. Finally... Did another shutout against them. So Flurry had two shutouts in four games. Um, what did you guys think of that game? I, I thought it was a redemption tour there in a way. Well, started off right beforehand, you know, they changed up all the lines. And, you know, we were kind of speculating maybe changing something. We didn't really say, you know, who should go with who. But moving up Tuck to the top line, man, that's it sure is working out so far. Well, needs more ice time, I guess. They're uh, all the advanced stats say it's not working out at all, but it is. It's for a team, it puts the depth everywhere else. They're actually getting their head caved in on all Corsi and all that goofy stuff. Don't need to go into any of that, but they have looked good together. Um, I like Tuck up on the top line, or at least playing up there with, with Stone and uh, Stevenson. Now they are definitely drawing the most difficult um, lines every time. So obviously, if they're going to get their head caved in when you're going against Ratton and McKinnon <laughs> and Landeskog, like every, every other line, other, maybe not the perfection line in Boston, but every other line in the NHL is going to get their head caved in just because of how good uh, McKinnon and Ratton and Landeskog are. But um, yeah, that game was flurry made a lot of great saves to, to preserve that shutout. Um, he needed to be on his game. Uh, I thought, it was it was tight the whole game. It never really felt like it was a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. I know we talked last week about how you would think they would play against them. So at least they came back and responded on Monday. So Carlo, what do you think? I thought the like going back to that line, that line has just become a uh, a Mark Stone passing to the two Zoom boys, where uh, Tuck and Steven Sills just goes and Mark Stone just picks his like he's like a quarterback having like two elite wide receivers, you know. Just like, boom, go, Hail Mary pass. But, yeah, yeah. I've liked that line, too. And this is what I said, like, uh, last week, too, where I think Colo- how I said Colorado and Vegas are not that far apart. And this kind of shows, like, Vegas can't play with Colorado. And, like, I thought the first – especially the first period, I thought Vegas controlled most of that first period, too. It, it was just, just in the third period where Colorado just really fought back and really made the game really clo- uh, seem really close because of all the great chances they got. But – like you said, Flurry stood in his head, made amazing saves. I think he's the front runner, the Vesla candidate right now, especially if you put in the the the, the Ducks game too. But uh, I thought, yeah, I thought that game was close, but you can tell that Vegas was the better team that that game. It was yeah. the only game of the four that was not decided by one goal. Yeah, yeah. And when I joined the Tell As It Is podcast the other day too, and 
you can definitely tell that Flory's getting in his head and Flory's kind of getting in Colorado's head a little bit too. He thinks uh, that Flory's going to be the tipping the scales if we meet up in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and it's not like Rube Bauer's playing bad too, though, but it's, it's funny because I saw the highlights with the Colorado uh, calls on it and Save by Flurry was, this is just on highlights. Save by Flurry was probably uttered 30 times in just the highlights. And I feel like that's just ingrained into the fans' heads right now. It's just, it's, it's, it's funny. Man, you, speaking of those stretch passes, I mean, that power play goal that Tuck scored, that first one there, right right when the power play started pretty much, wasn't it? And yeah. stretch pass, he just goes right down the middle, goes right by everybody and buries it. Yeah, Tuck has been using his speed a lot this season and his size, and it's it's really impressive. He's he's second in he's only one down from Pacioretty now in, in leading in goals. He has seven, Pacioretty's eight, uh, and I, I'm really liking this re, uh, Tuck resurgence because number one, he's healthy. Because last year, I think he was just the whole year. I think he had something wrong with him. I think that's why he had a really bad year. But this year, he's just he's just a different man, and and he's really earning that. Uh, what five point two that he got salary? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, isn't it? I thought it was yeah. four point seven five or, or yeah, I thought like it was four point seven. Oh wait, I'm thinking of someone else. Who was five point two? Shea Theodore. Shea Theodore. Yeah, I was gonna say Shea. But right, yeah, yeah I, I can't remember which game it was, but when Tuck took that little tumble and he looked a little woozy when he first came up, we all, I'm sure all four of us at first were like, "Oh, what the hell just happened?" Oh, the Bowen but, Byram hit there. Yeah, that Bowen. Um, yeah, sorry, that's right, Bowen that, Byram hit. Little butt hit. <laughs> but then uh. He pops up and he's fine after that. Speaking the of, crazy, uh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just to say it's funny because you said he's within one of Pacioretty. Crazy thing about Pacioretty, he hasn't scored a goal on the road yet. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's... all eight of his goals have been at home. And, and I was going to say that one game. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was going to say that it's funny you mentioned Byron because Byron has scored two of Tuck's goals. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the one with uh, the his tux spin around goal actually deflected off Byram's stick. Yeah, on the outdoor, uh, game. outdoor game. Yep. And then his second goal in, against Colorado that uh, on this game, uh, what actually came uh, uh bounced off uh, Bowen Byram. Yeah, it bounced off his skate. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah, he shot it to Grubauer, bounced off Grubauer, and then uh, Byram accidentally kicks it in. Pretty yep. much, yeah. And that's how Tuck scored that goal. And that, I thought that was just pretty funny. You mentioned Byram versus Tuck because that's how Tuck's been scoring goals. Just hit Byram. <laughs> and just bouncing off him, yeah. I'm sure the kid will be fine. He's going to be a stud. He's going to be an absolute stud. So, yeah, yeah, if you start looking at points leaders, um, Stone leading with 17. As bad as everyone talked about Carlson has been lately, he's second on the team with 14 points. So, Stone hasn't produced lately, but everybody else has, so which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stone got a point in the Colorado game there, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, had yeah, he did one. Yeah. He had the assist on, I think, the primary one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. On the tuck, uh, on the, uh, wait, did he? I, uh, I think he did on the, on, the, on the second tuck yeah. goal. He didn't have it. Oh, on this the game. Power oh. play. No, no, we're talking the Colorado the Monday game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking of the Ducks game. It's like I don't think he scored. No, 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 no. He he fed that. He fed the tuck goal off ball. Yeah, yeah. Byron. Yeah. 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 Speaking of uh, 
of players though that's producing that a lot of people are uh, complaining about is Petrangelo is scoring above around point uh, six something per game, which is fine for a defenseman, and he's probably one of our better shutdown defensemen too. Uh, I think Petro has. I think he started slow, but he's really picking it up. Oh, he's seventh sure. on the he's seventh on the team mm-hmm. uh, at point five seven uh, points per uh, six or points per game. Yesterday, you can just see Petrangelo getting more and more confidence too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say that like yesterday's game against Anaheim, uh, the Saturday game that they won in overtime, you could very clearly tell like Petrangelo is starting to feel more comfortable. Like stretch passes, like that his snipes, like he's clearly just starting to fit in like like we all expected he would. Um, it's obviously going to take some time, and then he was out from COVID. So yeah, know, that- I think. I think a lot of people are complaining about it is because of his salary, and I think a lot of people are They're expecting because him. he's not an original misfit. It is just that simple. Yep. With this fan base, I think you're going to have to figure out until you're like five years down the road, they are just going to dislike anybody that's not an original misfit. I think there's some truth to that, but I think it, they'll eventually warm up to them. Like right eventually, now, eventually, yeah. I think yeah. Mark Stone is Mark Stone is widely loved by this fan base. Uh, people love ba- uh, Mac- Max Pacioretty, you know, and not year and, one they didn't. <laughs> yeah, year no, one. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Neither it's, of those. They, they, need, they need to produce right away. That's what they expected. Yeah, exactly. But neither of those trades necessarily took away a player that was adored by the fan base. So that's the big big difference there, Carla. Yeah, you had to lose every you had single to lose time. Yeah. yeah, every single time one of the original players leaves, and whoever comes in replacement is going to have way too high expectations from some people. And they just need to chill and relax and just cheer on everybody and don't hope for failure. So, I mean, so I guess you you, you can attribute the Max Pacioretty hate then uh, because he was seen as the replacement for Perron or and or, or Neil. Neil. Yeah, yeah. The one, yeah, I guess. Yep. And Perron seems to be the only one that anybody would even want to even consider having out of like all those people that were out. For after first year, like Neil, Neil is not an NHL player at this point. Well, I remember when Neil got waived earlier in the year, they were supposed out there people saying, like, oh, we should take a shot. No, uh, no, no, you no. don't. Number no. one, not number one, power, no, you heavy. don't. And number two, we don't have the cap room. <laughs> oh, it's like a yeah. five million dollar cap hit. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. nobody. Well, he got five that. seven five by I think it was five years. It was way mm-hmm. too long. Who paid it? Was, was it the Flames? The Calgary, team? yeah, yeah. And then they immediately yeah. traded him to the Oilers for Luke. Right. Well, yeah, they got rid of. Yeah, because he didn't fit in with Bill Peters, which is funny because now Bill Peters isn't there anymore. He actually might fit in that lineup more than he does with with Edmonton because Edmonton, he's I think he's playing fourth line minutes or not playing at all. So he's just unfortunately for him, he got. I mean, good for him, he got his money, but I think didn't he win a cup with uh, Pittsburgh? No. Yes. He hasn't. No. That way he was in, uh, He lost with Nashville. (laughs) He was in Nashville already. Oh, he he got traded at the deadline to Nashville, didn't he? But wait, he wasn't he? Neil on was the, on the. I thought Neil was on the two thousand. No, he has never. He has never won. A, he always loses. Uh, that, that was the joke that he always lost in the Stanley Cup. Uh, going in because he lost in Nashville. He hasn't won. Uh, Neil hasn't won a cup yet. He got traded uh, to uh, Nashville that the year, uh, the first year. The you know the back to back the first year to back to back. That's when he went to Nashville. You mean the back-to-back penguins, right? Yeah, the back-to-back penguins. Because you, oh, yeah, you just said the back-to-back after Dallas, Nashville. That's and... right. Yeah, <laughs> he was with Dallas that first that year. Pittsburgh won in two thousand nine. That's right. Mm, yeah, he was. He has hasn't won a cup yet. No, 
He did lose back to back though in the cup. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, and then Vegas. That's right. Yeah. And then Perron went the other way, where he went back to back and then won a cup. Yeah, he did. He won. Uh, won uh, with St. Louis, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, he got lots of money, so he can he can enjoy his lots yeah. of money. Yeah, he didn't have a cup, and he's probably not all the way to the bank. Right. Not quite like Marion Hosa, who lost the cup two years in a row, two different teams, and then switched again and then won it the next year. <laughs> well, I don't think that's going to happen with him. No. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I mean, like anybody, anybody who has seen Petrangelo play this year and then also seen Schmidt play this year, like, oh God, on. you, you, you oh, don't, you don't want, you don't want a refund there. So I think, I, I think Schmidt is, for Vegas fans, they have to go out of their way to try to watch him. So I don't think they are. So they really don't understand how bad he's playing. So, so you'll still you're still going to see the oh we missed Schmidt we this this I mean because they they're not able to watch him. Correct, but yeah. yeah, they probably still think. I mean, look, his uh, year one was good, and then obviously every other year was was below average after he was no longer uh, eating con- contaminated meat or whatever his excuse was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think you're still going to see the fan base say, "Hey, we miss Schmidt." But I, you're absolutely correct, AJ. There is no chance, and I, if they retained half his salary to give him back to us, I wouldn't want him back. No, I, I keep seeing like different plays that he's making on the Canucks, and he's turning it over in front of the net, leading to a goal like once a week at least. I think he scored like three goals already, though. But it's for the other. Yeah, but he, yeah. I was like, yeah, he did, but he also let three goals in at the same time. Yeah. But no, you, you led right up. You, I walked into that one. That, that's why I waited for him to finish because I had a feeling that's where I was going. Yeah. Um, he he has some really, really questionable turnover. It, we see it more often with Vancouver than he has because we've saw it in Vegas. He He's done this before in Vegas, but normally there's like a flurry or a McNabb to kind of cover him sometimes, but in Vancouver, he has no no one there to help him out at yeah. all. Like you can say anything because McNabb does it too, but he I think McNabb is better than is a better defender than any of the Vancouver defenders. To be honest with you, uh, everybody shits on McNabb because you know he's not your like I, I understand the criticism criticisms of him, but he's still I think his above average. He's not great. But he, I think he's, still he's a average. good defensive defenseman yeah. when he. He's good. Yeah. You know, is not he's, in the he's not box. in the box. Yeah, yet. when he's not in. So what? So when he comes back, oh, it's gonna fuck things this, up. This is this is really that's that's. Yeah, Where's he gonna go? Where, Where's he gonna go? Like trade him seriously. Trade him. I I think Coglin is the odd man out. I would the problem is even even the amount of cap that's been or relief that's been gained from him being on LTIR, it, it doesn't actually accrue because it's LTIR cap space. So when he here's, comes back, it could end up kicking both Haig and Glass back down. Now, here's I think what's going to happen, and I I will here's what I hope will happen, but I don't think this will happen, is that uh, with the emergence of Keegan Colasar, they are uh, they can bench Reeves and have that extra cap space. To acc- uh, accolade for that, I think. You mean um, somebody's going to pick him up for free then? Uh, I don't know about that because this season is not, has been pretty subpar. And they can pick up the 1.7 and with for all that grinding line, but is it really that bad? I love Revo. I love he's a great dude, and we we defend Reeves here. 
here and then, but his performance this season has been very subpar. And we, like I said, with the emergence of Keegan Colasar, I think they are, they can they can really take that hit of losing Reeves if they if they if if it goes to that. To be honest with you, and that, yeah, that's I mean, just what I think. I I don't disagree. I also still think they should look at trading McNabb though. <laughs> like there's there's they, enough depth on the blue line at this point. I. I, I I don't agree with that. I because after if you if you trade McNabb, uh, if you lose two defensemen, what do you have? Ryan Murphy, Jake Bischoff. I, I don't think you're trading McNabb, but here's the thing. So, Coglin's right-handed. So if you take him out, you got to figure out your lefties with McNabb, uh, Theodore Peg. Nah, I think Theodore can shift back to the right, which is fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and Martinez okay so do you go back to I think you move as great as Theodore has been with Petrangelo I think you break that up I think you have to again when McNabb comes back but I would put McNabb with like White Cloud like god I don't know Dude, he, That's, don't, there, don't, there's not enough offense in that I think as much but, as but uh, do you really want to put White Cloud's popped in the future Petro, like I, I would not want to put McNabb back with Petro. I don't think that's uh, that's gonna work. I don't mind if you it. put Martinez, Petro, Hague, Theodore, McNabb, White Cloud. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's a little goofy just because yeah. I don't I don't know which way, which other way to do it because if um if Coglin is coming out, which makes sense, Hague's played better in my opinion. Agreed. Hague's uh, been great, I think. So if you're taking Coglin out, then and if you wanted to leave Theodore and Petrangelo together, then all of a sudden you have to figure out Martinez, uh, White Cloud, McNabb, and Haig. Three of those all play left. Like you can put Martinez on his offside, I guess, if you wanted to, because he's the most. I think you can sign it. Yeah, I, yeah, I you, think you go you Martinez can... and McNabb and see how uh, that works out. But you could uh, be putting Martinez, who's been playing really well, into a black hole doing that. I don't think that makes a lot of sense. How about you put Haig in his one-time slot because of his shot? I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Even though I know he's a rookie and probably doesn't have a lot of experience playing on the right side, but that, that would be his one-time one time side. Gives him a better uh, shot. I don't know. Putting McNabb oh. and Haig, like I know Haig's skating has gotten better, but putting those two together kind of scares me. can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Because like, they're both not be, the fastest. Defense. No, that'd be terrifying. At least Coglin can get back if, if something happened there. Yeah, yeah. But, if, if you put Haig on one side and McNabb on the other, the, there's a lot of forward lines that are going to break both their their legs. Yeah, but going back to trading McNabb, the, I, like I said, I don't agree with it because I don't agree. We do we have that much depth because no, I don't have, think you should trade him. No, no. no. I, we I'm have, only looking at it from a cap perspective because he makes yeah. like two point something. 2.5 is not enough to worry about. I don't think yeah. you're right Coming right off an injury like that, you're not going to be able to trade him right away. Yeah, he has no value. And because, like, our, de- our depth in defense was because right now we have eight in the NHL roster, if you include McNabb. Right. Coglin, Holden, and then McNabb's, Haig, White Cloud, Theodore Martinez, Petrangelo, okay? After that eight, if you lose two, if we lose, like, we don't have after that, you know, you have, you have the AHLers who, you know, I don't think a lot of them are permanent, really no, that good. So we'll, well see. How about, how about this, though? Next season, would you do a two-by-two two for to extend Martinez? 
Yes. I, yes. I would love to extend Martinez, yes. For a two by two. I, I think, I, I think he'll get more two, than that. I think he gets more than two. Two by three. I, I think I he think gets, gets McNabb. I think he gets uh, McNabb. But no, I think he gets McNabb in a 2.5 around there. No, I, I, think, he gets, I, I think he gets 3.25 to 3.5. I was just going to say, I I'm think he gets 3.5. I'm fine with that. I'm, yeah. fine, I'm fine with if, he, if they paid him close to four because he does make everybody better. Yeah, yeah he, he, he makes – he has been very clearly a – perfect partner for Theodore last season. Like he plays well with anybody. So yeah. He played, he played really good and, and with, with Petrangelo. Yeah. And if he continues playing like he is, his value is just going to go up. He's playing right right now. He's playing with White Cloud and they're uh, doing really well too. Yep. He, he's definitely playing like he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to find a new team when he goes UFA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and was one of the leading shot blockers in the and, league. And he kills. I mean, he can play power too. play time. I mean, and, I, and I, I think not. Look at him whenever the Knights are going off the ice. He's always the locker room guy, right? Where he's standing yep. there and like high five. He's everybody. the last. He is the last yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. When Marchi, uh, when Petrangelo was out, he got the A over Theodore. Yep. Because yep. you know, he he is that veteran locker room presence. Well, what's Martinez? And, almost 34, 35? It's like thirty two. I think thirty three. He's thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah. Okay. Um, and let's talk about the the uh, the last bit because we talk about. Uh, because they they switch up the the, the defensive pairs too, not just the forward pairs. Oh yeah. The last pair of Hague and Coglin is 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 the bottom pair, which I can see why because it's been fine. Yeah, it's been fine, but uh, because I, I want to talk about Coglin a little bit because we understand what he can do. He's a great offensive defenseman, but I have seen him have lapses in the defensive end. Oh yeah. Uh, there was that one play. Last night, where I forgot which Ducks player just just blew, blew right by him, just broke his legs, and uh, Flurry made the save, obviously. But when when you see him uh, go forward, that's that's his strength, and I understand that's what he brings to the and he's right-handed. That's why I think he's the ad, uh, odd man out uh, when McNabb comes back because McNabb is uh, it's not it's not even close, much more responsible than Coglin in his own end, so. Uh, and that I think Vegas values that more in their defensemen, to be honest with you. He'll get better I, I, as he gains experience. Yeah. Yeah, generally. I think so, too. I think he's proven that he's close to an NHL player. I don't know that he's an everyday NHL player right now. Yeah. But they're not, in my opinion, the team's probably not putting him in enough of the chances for him to succeed. He's not getting any power play time. Yes. Right? So you can't put that, that, that big clapper from the point on display. So, I mean, I don't know that they're doing a lot to, to make sure that he succeeds. But then they're playing them third line minutes with Haig, who is also inexperienced. Like, I mean, so that's I, that. That is one thing, though. I'm disappointed is not seeing Haig and or Coglin into power play. Well, I, which I understand when you have Petriangelo and Theodore as your. Uh, yeah. point. Well, I'm, I'm just glad that they finally that they finally figured out Shea ma- makes more sense with power play one, yeah. and Petriangelo makes more sense with power play two. I'm just yeah. I'm glad they finally figured yeah. that aspect out. And they did mix that up. They they moved uh, Carlson in uh, power play two and put Stevenson in power play one to get that speed a little bit of to speed because you got now yeah. now you got speed with Tuck and Stevenson. So the power plays are actually now instead of a black hole in that second power play, you actually have a decent little power play. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, any other thoughts? Uh, well. Well, how do you guys feel now about how we match up with Colorado after that last game? I mean, they split the series, and DeBoer said, you know, in that post-game interview that they wanted to send a message to Colorado that they can play with them. Yeah. I mean, Vegas technically scored 
a lot more goals that series if you look at the, the overall goal yeah. scoring, I guess. So uh, I, uh, I, I, mean, I don't know yeah, that technically we, a lot more by scoring more, two more is a lot more, but sure, a lot I mean, more. I mean, we seem to hit this barrier now. We used to be two goals as our barrier. Now it seems to be three goals as our barrier. Uh, like I said last week, I think that uh, they th- these two teams are the class of this division, even though uh, Colorado keeps losing to teams like freaking everybody. <laughs> they keep losing yeah. to everybody else. And I think I yeah. talked about this last week, whereas Vegas is going to come out and go three and one against all these other teams, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Colorado, if you, if you split the, the division or split the um, eight games with Colorado and then go three and one against everybody else, you're going to run away with the division. Colorado uh, just keeps losing to teams they shouldn't lose to. Vegas hasn't, luckily, lost to anybody. The only team that they've played um, that they technically currently have a losing record against is St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis, because they only played them once. And so. I thought I thought Vegas was the better team in that game too. It was just the the it, that was a Leonard game. It was a shootout yeah. overtime. Like, yeah, so, yeah Leonard had a really so the bad start. The only that thing that that makes me nervous about the way that this team is playing is their inability still to score goals. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're scoring less than three goals a game and it's just like, oh, okay, well at some point that's not enough, right? Like you can't expect Flurry or Leonard to hold the team to two every single time. Yeah. And that's what it is. You have to hold them to two or one in order to, to really feel good about winning. And I think that needs to change. So totally I do agree. still believe that this team, how they're currently constructed is going to make a move. Right. Like as much as we love glass, he's not playing at a, at a second or third line NHL center standards. As much as we like Wah, he's not playing at a third or fourth line center or wing standards. Right. Reeves, Carrier, anybody you want to put in there on the fourth line center, whether it be Nosek or, or uh, Kolasar, none of those guys are living up to the um, standard or whatever you want to call it of being able to stay on this this in this lineup for a Stanley cup contending team. So I think this team still makes a move and I'm okay with that at this point. Yeah. I, I completely agree. You're a I third mean, of the way into the season. I mentioned again, I, I mentioned on the ads podcast today too. I like to see more scoring from that, not just from the lower lines, but the centers as well too. And hopefully, you know, we'll talk about it in a few minutes here. Carlson's game yesterday. Hopefully that can light a fire in, under him. I mean, yeah, he's got second points, but, I, we'd like to see more goals, not just dishing off to other people. Be a little more selfish, you know? Yeah, there are moments when I watch this team and I think they're a little bit too unselfish when they should have taken the shot. They make, they try to make the extra pass. Well, they get way too and, cute and, with it all the time. Yeah. Like, like uh, you, you'll see it on the power plays especially. They're like, all right, let's make eight passes just to make this look really cool. It's like, no. It's, uh, part it's of that, not, part it's of that even, is, though – is, I mean, I give credit to a lot of penalty killing teams because they realize what Vegas wants to do. They want to set up the perfect shot. So yeah. they get in the lanes, they get bodies in lanes, they get sticks in the lanes, so there is nothing to shoot at. And uh, it annoys me because I'm watching the Knights on their power play, and I think there's two big uh, things that they need to work on. Is Number one Movement. is zone entries. Oh, is, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They when they don't we don't when they don't uh, win the face off and they have to enter the zone, they have a really hard time uh, getting in the zone and getting set up. And when they get set up, they don't move at all. 
Yeah. You stand there, like you said, wait for the perfect shot, and nobody's even like move like moving different air, like moving the defenders because they're just there standing waiting for passes and it's not working because you're number one, you're not moving the defenders and you're not moving the goalie and nothing is happening. It's just stagnant. So and, last and- night's first power play that they got, in my opinion, was the worst power play I've ever seen. Like not hyperbole, like legit. They couldn't get a zone entry. They couldn't get a shot. Sorry, Dave, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, and the zone entries there. Um, how many times have we seen recently where they, they hit the blue line and turn it over? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's they 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 need to work on that. I don't know. It, maybe if you change it to a dump and chase type of entry, they tried uh, that too, though. Yeah, <laughs> did it work? Yeah, and, it, and it's funny because I tweeted this uh, uh, on uh, earlier where because I was watching the the Henderson game and the Hendri- the, the the Henderson Knights has so much movement in their power play. So I tweeted that, and then someone replied that, saying that it's because they're playing against AHL. Uh, AHL teams, and I don't think that's the case. I think the case or AHL players playing against yeah. the AHL playing yeah. against the same yeah. competition. Yeah, I think the difference is the 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 Henderson players are trying to uh the 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 penalty kill to adapt to their power play, while Vegas is having their power play adapt to the penalty kill. Now, Vegas' problem you know, is that Steve Spot has been notorious about having the shittiest power play in the NHL. <laughs> so so who who is the best over the last five years, best power play player in the league? Connor I'm sure. No, Ovechkin. Come on. There you go. There it is. It's Ovechkin, right? Yeah. So everybody calls his office, right? The top of the left, left dot, right? His office. But, yeah. But if you go back and look at his goals, he's scoring them from the right dot as well. He's scoring – like, he – as great as he is, he is the best power play player in the NHL over the last five years, probably less 10 years. If you go look at power play points, he leads everything, right? Yep. He is the, the best weapon for the power play, period. And he still scores from all over the ice. He's moving around. It's just, I, I don't get it. Um, a couple games ago, Toronto tried the double drop pass for the entry and they got a clean entry off of it. So then Vegas tried it in their first power play last night and it was <laughs> it was a complete <laughs> shit show. Like, so, I mean, I don't know if it's spot. I don't know what it is. You saw a little bit more movement, but not enough. Like, you only see two people trading places. You don't see anybody else on the other side of the ice trying to get lost in coverage because that's what needs to happen. It's not just the person with the puck needs to move or the person that just passed the puck needs to move. It needs to be the players off the on the opposite side just to try to get lost in coverage. Yep. And open up that seam pass because that's how power play goals are scored. It's the seam pass straight across on the tape that makes the goalie move east west or horizontal, however you want to call it. So yep. it it sucks. I mean, the power play absolutely sucks. But as bad okay, as the power well, play yeah. is, the pen, penalty kill is even better. Okay, teams in the top ten in penalty kill this year: number one, Colorado; number four, Vegas; five, Anaheim; six, L.A. Eight Minnesota, nine Arizona. Man, Arizona was like number two last time I checked. Here's the thing: Colorado's up there because they played us four times. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> how many of those teams have played us and we haven't scored a power play goal? At some let's, point, um, there's, there's a correlation with them. Let me look at last year's. <laughs> last year's number one penalty kill. Holy crap! It's San Jose. Yep. Yeah, they were actually. I remember that they were so good at the penalty yep. kill, but they they're so bad at everything else. <laughs> and then Arizona was five, Calgary eight. We suck. Edmonton was number two. 
Yeah. Uh, we were bad last year. We were bad until DeBoer stepped in and kind of fixed it. I we finished twenty seventh in penalty Yeah, we were really year. bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Gallant the Gallant era of penalty kill last year was horrible. Which was Colorado was thirteenth last year. Hey, Carlo, I don't remember. How was the uh, Gallant era penalty kill in the playoffs from the second year? Was that good or bad or? <laughs> Playoffs. Um, it was game by game, specifically game seven. I they were up three three goals. What I remembered is the coach from the other bench was able to score four goals for some reason. Oh, okay. So, so you mean? Hold on, hold on. Okay. You mean the same coach that right now we have a shitty power play with was (laughs) able to score four goals? (laughs) Because it is because. And it was an emotional boost. The power play, or the penalty, or whatever. The, the our power play was worse. Yeah, we we suck right now. Yeah, that the peak. Like I, I remember when uh we, when we had that power play, Theodore committed a penalty, and I made a, a joke tweet saying, "Like Theodore knows we suck at the power play, so let's just go in four and four. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I guess uh, you know it goes without saying we we skipped over the uh, the Thursday non game with the the whole Tomas Hurdle getting COVID thing that happened with Sharks. So uh, yeah. oh, did he? Has it been announced that he's actually got a, a positive test, or did he play he, last night? He's on the I don't think he played. I don't think he played last. And night. And he's on the list. He like he's on the NHL's list every day. So it's going to be the same thing with Petro. You'll never actually get it announced that he had it, but he's going to miss two weeks. He did. Yep. He did That's announce it, it though. Yeah. Petro said he did have it. The, correct. The team or the NHL never officially announced. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah player, yeah. player can, but the the yeah. the league or whatever. So, yeah, that that was you felt once again right. Like it was a so that sucks because it was a rescheduled game. Yeah. And because that game got rescheduled, they moved the Friday game because we were going to play for uh, Friday, Saturday, Anaheim back to back just to get that two game series out of the way. So that game got moved. So you ended up. It's it's all up in the air. I wish they would have been able to scramble and get that Anaheim game back on. I think both teams had enough uh, enough time, but doesn't matter. We'll either. San Jose just scared to play us now. We'll I either see. get fifty six or we won't. I mean, I. Yeah, I no. That that's what it was. They're like, oh, now we don't have hurdle and we have to play Vegas. Let, let's just shut this game down for now. We'll, we'll play it later. <laughs> no, I, they, they immediately went and played the Blues like two days later. <laughs> yeah, that's what I I don't get is you know. He was the only one on protocol, so they canceled that game. But other times, teams have had Nozick. multiple players on. Yeah, I was gonna they say, still play. Well, I, I was going to say we did do that same thing with Nozick. The Nozick deal. Yeah, that was and, and that was – wasn't that next game after the Nozick? Wasn't that yeah, we didn't, last we didn't miss a game? game? Yeah, we didn't miss a game, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. We just said, Andrew, yeah, that was, that's true. <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. It's, uh, it was – it's literally a big wheel of that they just spin. Okay, yeah. somebody tested positive. What do we do this time? They spin the wheel, and it goes, play the game. Or it says, postpone. They have remember, no remember that episode, you guys see that episode of South Park where it's like the, and it's gone. Like, and yep. it's gone. Where, they, where at the end you realize that they're just sacrificing a chicken, and wherever the chicken dies, and it lands oh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. choice. That's what the NHL is definitely doing. <laughs> That's it. It's so goofy right now. It makes yeah. no sense. So, I mean, whatever. Let, let, it, I hope they the get chances 56 of getting fifty six for every team are going down. Yeah, every day. Yeah, kind of was hoping to get that free two points against San Jose, so the Monday game wouldn't have to be for first place. Yeah, oh, what Monday is going? We'll, we'll is talk Minnesota about the... good now. Like what? Well, we'll, uh, talk, we'll, we'll see. 
It's a we're uh we we are a measuring stick for them. We'll see how they although they always play us like we, we really we have a record of being bad against Minnesota, but we'll see. But we are a measuring stick. We'll see how they do against us. Uh that's what like a lot I go through a lot of the in Reddit and fan bases, like they are gonna use us as a measuring stick to see how we uh they play against yep. us. Yeah. Yeah. So Petro uh had a really good game last night with, with the Anaheim game. Mm-hmm. Um I, that stretch pass was like, I'm like, okay, there's there's that you know sixty million dollar contract right there. That was just a damn sexy pass. Okay, hold on. Goal so, line. Hold on. Let me make, let me. Oh, sorry to go back for, for one second. AJ, Minnesota, good. Here's who they've played this year: L.A., Anaheim, San Jose. L.A. Okay, got Colorado in there. So that was their January. They had, had Colorado one game. February, Colorado, then a break. L.A., Anaheim, San Jose, Colorado one game. L.A. Okay, that's Tell me, out of all of those teams, other than Colorado for three games, they're playing the bottom dwellers, the absolute bottom dwellers. Well, well the Kings had a Stop. six-game win streak. Stop. Eric, the Kings had a oh, six-game win play? streak. Well, actually, they play the Blues, yeah. But the, here's the thing about the Blues. The Blues are so hurt right now. They have so many injuries. They lose a player a game. They lose one player each game. There's like a thread. They're, they, the Blues get uh, – well, they either use it by being physical means or mental means lately, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Um, if history goes, Minnesota's gonna play stuff. Like I don't know, yeah. but we are a measuring stick. Uh, we are because we, I think, like we've all said before, uh, Minnesota's six and one against LA. So cool. Um, I like I've said before though too when we talked about Minnesota. Yeah, they, they will use us as a measuring stick, but the times we've struggled against them is usually when there was some kind of quirk in the schedule and Vegas was just dead. They had no legs as well either. They kept, they like the last couple of years, a couple of their games against Minnesota were after like really long road trips, weren't they? Yeah. I think the last, like last year, there was one time they were on a East coast trip. They came home for one game and then immediately flew out to Minnesota for a game in Minnesota. That's right, and they got destroyed that game, if I recall correctly. I think so too. Like five nothing or something. But I mean, I'm I'm just curious to see how they play against them now. Um, it's yeah. kind of a different looking team this season, um, for better or for worse. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously they don't have Dubnik anymore, but he's going and sucking on sharks now. So. <laughs> oh my god, uh, I don't want to even get me started on that. Because I, w- I just want to bring out, too, that this game against Minnesota is going to be the first game in Timberville Arena with fans. That's true. Yeah. So. Back to this Anaheim game for a little bit here. So uh, I, I like Petro a lot. I mean, him him and Theodore had two-point games. Um, mm-hmm. Carlson had a two-goal game. So there's people producing. Uh, it, it sounds like based on interviews with Carlson and Theodore, every time they play the Ducks, it's just a revenge tour. Yeah. And maybe that. we just need to have uh, Carlson get pissed off by a missed call, getting a stick in the face, and then hold this play with a fire under his ass the rest of the game. Maybe yeah, play like that every game. <laughs> I, uh, Carlson has been my favorite Golden Knight since the start, and he he's so underrated because he doesn't put up the points, uh, like the goals that he did. Because he's at the 43 goals – the expectations for him are unreasonably high, and I'm like, it's never gonna happen again. Uh, I, I would he be might happy not if he got within twenty of that ever again. Yeah, I was just gonna say I would be happy if he got like twenty to twenty-five in a season. 
Yeah, I think that's more his game. I think he's a more more of a passer than actually a shooter, to be honest with you. And that's his yeah. contract value too, is at least yeah. around 20, 25 or so. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah plus, said, his, plus his 200 foot in, game. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I said in that as podcast, he was like, I want more setter scoring. And then Carlson, go ahead. Next game scores two. So <laughs> way to make me look good there, but hopefully you can maintain it. Yeah. So, and so looking at all the, the stats people, they're, they're all like, Look at this guy, Chandler Stevenson. Um, so, yeah, apparently he's not doing too shabby this season, for especially for what we're paying him. Holy crap. What was his new contract again? Uh, 7.5, 2.25. It's low. It was a really good deal, it seems. 2.45 maybe? I don't know. It was low. Uh, it is 2.75. Yeah. Mm. Per- four, it was a four-year deal, 2.75. Yep. Four-year deal. Oh, we have it for a while, too. That's awesome. Uh, I, I'm. You guys think Chandler Stevenson is a sustainable top six center, though? No, because mm-hmm. I think he's he'll be he'll end up in probably third line for that four years. Most of the I don't know. Years. It depends on what Glass does, right? So Carlson's top six, right? I don't care whether you put him one, two. I don't even care if they say that he's a third well, line center. He's top six center. Doesn't matter, right? It Stevenson being that second center will depend on what Glass can do, and Glass yeah. had some nice little flashes early in this year, mm-hmm. but he's been bad lately. I mean, he, he, he was lost on, on a goal last night completely. I mean, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. it was really, really bad. He couldn't find the guy that he needed to, to cover and guess what the guy that he needed to cover scored the goal. Like, you, um, you, you know, it kind of coincides Carla when you pointed, when you tweeted out that he was a point, a player game, then he hasn't done shit since. Yeah. yeah it's my fault guys. I'm sorry. Yep, I should have pointed that out. But for, for Stevenson, it, it'll, it'll come down to, to what Glass can develop into, right? Is, can Glass develop into that everyday top six center? Because there's nobody pushing Glass in the system, right? Krebs is not a center at the NHL level. Um, Morozov, as good as he is, he's playing in Russia right now. He's, you're not going to see him for two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really – I, mean, I don't know, maybe. No, nah, Brisson's a winger at the NHL level. He's a ways off from making the team anyway. Um Lecision's not there. Cotter's not there. Jones isn't there. I mean, you don't have anybody in that system that's going to push glass. Wah is proving more to be a winger at the NHL level than a center anyway. So really, it's I, I think next year you're going to roll the same top nine, top three centers out there. It's going to be Stevenson, Glass. I don't Carlson. see Wah so being much to, more than a fourth-line player anyway. Yeah. Everybody loved what he did in flashes last year and then early in this year, but it's not if he can go and be a fill-in as a, to elevate one one spot up, right, from fourth line to third line, okay, but he's not going to – I don't think he's an everyday third line or second line center. Agreed. So, that's a long way of saying can Carlson – or can Stevenson be a, a top six center for the next couple of years? Yes, because I don't – as much as I love Glass, I don't know that he's – something has to click with him at some point, and it's, it hasn't yet. Yep. Yeah, totally agreed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I guess we just got to give it more time, see what happens. Um, I mean, he's still really, really young, but eventually he has to start putting points up. Yeah, I mean, you also got to put the, like Tuck didn't really get this breakout year until he was what twenty two, uh, twenty two, twenty three, right? When he started yeah. playing in Vegas. 
Uh, so yeah, Gla- Glass is only twenty one. So I- I'm not gonna call him a bust because I still no, want, no, I still uh, like what I see. No. I'm not calling him that either. I'm just saying he it hasn't clicked to the level, yeah. right? Look at the players that were that were selected around him, not just ahead of him, but Nico Heischer, right? For New Jersey, playing really, really well, coming off captain. an injury, still playing really well. Captain, right? Youngest captain in the league right now. Elias Patterson. Obviously, it's not, not fair to compare him against Patterson, even though Patterson was the one pick before. Um, Robert Thomas picked later in, in, in the thing. Robert Thomas playing really well for St. Louis. I mean, there are um, Nick Suzuki in the same draft, same team, uh, obviously playing really, really well. So you can sit there and say anything you want about how much maybe Patterson played early in his career or he sure because they were on bad teams or Suzuki with, with Montreal. Robert Thomas played for a Stanley Cup winner, so it's not like he was playing elevated minutes, right? Yeah. So, I mean, at some point you got to go, okay, if he's supposed to be this good, Nolan Patrick, who missed an entire year to injury, right now playing really well for, for um, Philly. So at some point you got to go, okay, hey, it's probably time for you to, to, to do something. Going back to Patterson, though, because uh, I, I would like to bring up that he is having a, a very – not very good year right now. Yeah, but, but He's having a much better year now. No, he's having a much better year now. If you would have said this last week, I would have agreed with you because he was an absolute black hole. I think he scored like five goals this – or not five, but like three or four goals this week. So he's he's having a much better year. Yeah, on a terrible team, apparently. Oh, yeah. Vancouver, I don't know what's going on with Vancouver. This is a dumpster fire right now. God, it is. I'm sorry. I know this. I should not say this. It is so much fun for me to watch that. Like, I just sit back with my popcorn. I I am the the epitome of some some men just want to watch the world burn when it comes (laughs) to watching Vancouver hockey. Like, I want to watch that team be a complete dumpster fire. I want them to lose by six goals every game just so I could see we've, what's going to happen on Vancouver Twitter. We've oh, already seen every time. Like, yeah. like what, what was it last? Like, oh, oh, he, he was drinking uh, Pink Whitney through a freaking watermelon, and then the next one he was drinking it through a pineapple. Like, I, I love watching that guy. It's <laughs> crazy shit. And we already saw Vancouver burn uh, because of hockey, too. Before, uh, so... <laughs> so. I mean, at some point, here's the thing. Like, we have somehow found the most positive section of Vancouver Twitter with Tej and all those guys that we've been on with. And even they're starting to be a little bit like, okay, maybe this isn't working. I mean, they have the most games in the league, and they have the third worst point percentage, and they still think they can make the playoffs, which is fucking amazing. Well, like, <laughs> to be honest with you, the playoffs, guys. a Scotia division, though? Mm. They're yeah. all going to make the playoffs in the scope. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're going to be one of the three that's not. You guys all made fun that's of true. me when I put them six. You guys all told me I was fucking stupid. There's no way, blah, 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 blah. I look like a fucking genius for putting them six. They look like a shit show. But it's so and much fun to watch. Dude, they are catching. Like, Ottawa, Ottawa is catching up to them. <laughs> yeah, I can't, wait to, I can't wait to see them finish seven. Because just burn that, burn that franchise down. Oh, also, hey, good news. Not to turn this into a Vancouver rant. Uh, they're going to be worse next year because they have to give Hughes and Pedersen big contracts. I mean, they're going to give them more than $12 million combined. They're going to get more than six each, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they can't I can af- see them getting 15 combined. They, they can't afford them, so they're going to trade Pedersen to Vegas. They're going to trade Schmidt somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, I, I should not find any joy 
and somebody that used to be a Golden Knight absolutely fucking playing horrendously. But I do find joy when he, he creates turnovers and gives gets assists for the other team. Yeah, because it's like it's like the whole thing where you're like, look, I know him and he's not doing it to us anymore. <laughs> I just wish we could play him because he would absolutely pass to, to anybody. I mean, he, he, he would, would see right and go, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, here, Patches, we're, we're used to this. I'll set you up. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit, he's not on my team anymore. That, oh, I'm, my I'm, God, you guys. They've been in the league 50-plus years. They claim a what uh stanley cup from what like the 1900s <laughs> wasn't Before, obviously the same franchise wasn't the same franchise they tried to vancouver claim million like, vancouver millionaires that's who it was it's like okay guys is seattle gonna claim a uh, seattle metropolitan stanley cup the day they are they gonna raise a banner the day they start uh, <laughs> i don't know ottawa did that with their previous senators team uh yeah it's, it's a different franchise well to be fair with the centers, they did use the same name. And yes. there, there are some of those like franchises that leave their history and all that stuff when they leave. Kind of like how the Cleveland Browns did, where when, when they left, they left the Browns name and history in Cleveland. Baltimore is a brand new franchise, all that stuff. Or like but, yeah. um, then they went out and won a, won a, won a Super Bowl Super within like Bowl, five yeah. years. Poor fucking yeah. Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, the whole, uh, you know, Winnipeg Jets twice sort of thing. <laughs> God, fucking Winnipeg. Atlanta Thrashers. We should get an Atlanta Thrashers team back. That's two teams Atlanta's lost in yeah, history. It's three times the charm, right? <laughs> anyway, so back – I'm glad we got down this rabbit hole talking about Cody Glass, but he needs to be better yeah. at some point. I mean, you're he's getting everyday minutes. He's getting power play one. He's getting – they don't kill him. They, they don't penalty kill him for whatever reason. Um but last know. night I can see why. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a really that bad loss. So I think I, I, mean, I think he was the one that turned the puck over too. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely no, I'm not ready to write him off. But I am. It's getting to the point where you're a third of the way through this season. Like, okay, like he doesn't have any injuries. So that was the first excuse, right? Last year was the the injury excuse, right? The year before he had a fantastic AHL year and then he came up okay so we made the excuse of injuries and playing on the wing okay well he's been healthy and he's playing center and then if you wanted to make the excuse the players he was playing with if he was playing with whatever but i mean he's playing with patcheretti talk smith Smith, why i mean he's had power play time power play one time he he, every game that he's played in he's been power play one every single game this year for him if he, they get off power play, he's been first over the boards. Okay. At some point, maybe uh, Do maybe be a little better than you have been. That's my only thing. Yeah. And I love the kid. Like, absolutely. I hope that he proves Jeez. every single person wrong. But I can imagine right now there are many, many fans and pundits like me that are starting to go, okay, well, maybe it's just not going to click for him. Because, unfortunately, that does happen, right? Yeah. For sure. I mean, hopefully he snaps out of it and he gets to be the player that we think he should be. But, man, it, it is kind of frustrating right now. To be fair, though, if, if you know, he's he's a slow developer and they decide to, you know, re-sign him at, when he goes RFA whenever in the next few seasons when that happens. Is, he's the, next, yeah, is he next the next season. Nathan McKinnon? No, guys, okay. I Look, swear to fucking God, you guys keep, for, you keep bringing oh this McKinnon God. thing up. I'm going to lose my fucking mind over it. 
The dude played 82 games and scored 30-plus goals his first year out of juniors. He didn't go back to juniors. He fucking lit the league up yep. his very first year. Absolutely lit the fucking league up. And yeah, you keep saying, is he going to be McKinnon? Like, is he going to be McKinnon? No. No, he's not. Uh, uh, Eric, he he's said that even, on purpose. He said that on purpose to get your goat going. He's not even going to be fucking McKinnon on, on one fucking leg. <laughs> At this point, he'll be lucky to be fucking Pierre Edward Belmar. Uh, oh, he's boy. He's not even that good right now, just so you know. No, but what, what, what I was thinking is, if he's a slow developer and and shut fuck up carlo before you say anything else um if he's a slow developer and then he ends up like signing a contract with vegas for something stupidly low like league minimum and then lights up that would be great for everybody well because here's the thing okay so here's how entry-level deals not all entry-level deals but a lot of them right so if they're not going to give him three million plus which at this point they're absolutely not going to yeah. I mean, he would have to really turn it on starting tomorrow and then play good next year to get anywhere close above $3 million plus. So if he's not going to get that, he will sign a bunch of one- or two-year deals yeah. to keep him under that 26-27 year when he would go from RFA to UFA. So you're not going to get him locked up for a four-year, $1.25 million deal. You're not gonna, he's not going to sign a William Carrier because Carrier was a third-round pick. Yeah, you know true. what Carrier is going to be, right? He's going to sign another one or two year short term, one point five million. He's going to sign a uh, Jake Vertanen deal. That just it's just going to be a bunch of bridge deals, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all it's going to be. So no, he's not going to sign a six million dollar fucking deal, Carlo. That'd <laughs> uh, be nice if we could get thirty goals out of him. <laughs> oh, I would love. I would love to see that. I would love to see us getting thirty assists out of him. Thirty anything. 30 points. points. Forget fucking 30 anything. Just th- fuck. I'd like him to get 30 hits. Jesus Christ. 30 <laughs> hits. <laughs> in one game. <laughs> oh, boy. But I mean, Ethan uh, McKinnon, 2013-2014, his very first year out of the fucking queue, 82 games, 24 goals, 39 assists, 63 points. Played in seven playoff games and got 10 points in those seven playoff games. You're right. I could see Cody Glass doing that. Get the fuck out of here. All right. How about we change gears here a little bit? Stop being so goddamn negative and talk some about positive. How good was Flurry in overtime yesterday? Uh, how he's been good, like the whole season. He's just yeah, scaring yes. it out. Flurry is like the season. Like, I mean, it's it's Hunter's win as a Golden Knight now. I mean, it's just that those two saves right there at the end, right before Carlson scored. It's like oh, that was. I thought the game was over. The second one, the second one was, was mm-hmm. as I mean, just talk about athleticism that you cannot see from almost any other goalie in the league. The fact that he was able to kick that leg out, because that net was wide open. That game was over. You're like, okay, well, we got one point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I immediately put in the group chat or our group text. And it's like, holy shit. And then next yeah, thing I thought that we lost because I'm like a minute behind you guys. So. <laughs> That's why I don't check my phone during. The, uh, no, I, it, the I'm funniest. Like, oh, God damn it, we must have lost. Like, the uh, the funniest part about it. Who who, who did he say again? Uh, freaking um, jo- Johansson, right? I think it was Johansson. Um, he he made the say like he robbed him. The last game we played against the Ducks. The, the, oh, that's goalie, right. Yeah, it's the same freaking person. <laughs> <laughs> So I bet you he's like having that flurry nightmares. Well, flurry pick like I swear on every team there's the one guy that just can't score on flurry. Like it, on the Flyers, it's freaking uh, what's his name? Uh, Bro, 
Yeah, Claude Giroux. Like every time Flurry does some insane save on that dude. And he does it like once every Flyers game. Like there's just certain players that Flurry's like, I know your game. You're not this isn't happening. Yeah. Well, yeah, Flurry's yeah, just he, been amazing all season, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean like Shea Theater and you know, in the shootout, he's gonna make the same damn move every time, but yet he scores every damn time. Sixty percent sixty percent of the time it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean Flurry like Eric, you were saying the other night, this is statistically his best the start of any season ever. Like, yeah. like he through, is through ten games, through ten games that he's played. I mean, it, he, here's here's what's crazy about it, right? If you came into the season and you said, "Who's your number one? Who's your number two? Every, I mean, everybody knew it was Leonard, right? Based on playoffs, based on everything, right? Nobody's even talking about Leonard right now. He's been out seven games. He's been injured, and everybody's like, "It doesn't matter." Like, Flurry's fine. Yeah. Now. I think you need Leonard back by what? Is it this weekend you play your first back-to-back? Yeah, you need yes, him back yes. by Wednesday or Thursday. San Jose, uh, Saturday, Sunday, or is it Friday, Saturday? Uh, sa- Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe. Okay. So my question to you guys. Yeah, it's Friday, Saturday, back-to-back against the Shark. My question to you guys is, if Leonard is not back, are we going to see Oscar Dansk? Or are we going to see a back-to-back flurry? Or are we well, going to see Logan Thompson? Here's something I was reading uh, yesterday, too. A lot of teams are going with a third goalie and just the, their number one. They don't even dress them. And they let them set to get some rest. So you play so, San Jose Friday, Saturday, 7.30, 7.30. So you don't have a, like, 7.34 o'clock game or anything like that. So it is a full almost 24 hours between games or 21 after you've played the game. Yeah. Um, I think if Leonard – obviously – you'll know the coaching staff will know a lot more than us. Right. But if Leonard maybe can't go Friday or Saturday, but could possibly go by the following weekend, I think you see flurry. Cause then, you know, once Leonard's back, you could start getting more rest in there built in for him. But I think if Leonard's nowhere close to being back, then I, you don't run him into the ground against San Jose. You play Dansk and yeah. just get flurry the night off, bring your emergency goalie up. Right. Or whatever, and just you know, I, I could see dance playing I, I, one I, of the games. Yeah, I, I think so. If if Leonard's not back this week, I'm actually going to be disappointed that he wasn't put on the LTIR. To I guess it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. Doesn't matter. You're not bringing anybody else matter. up. Yeah, there's no yeah. reason to put him there. It, if you needed somebody else, if you needed the room, sure. But if you don't need him, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like like especially with LTIR. McNabb's or yeah, McNabb's already. There. So if if McNabb is back. And uh, we need that cap room, and Leonard's not rather they might put him there. So they couldn't because then he'd be ten games from. Yeah, oh, but retro, like, it depends. It depends. It's all retro. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's retro. Yeah, it's when oh, he true. got hurt. Yeah, it's when he got hurt. Then you can put uh, Leonard if you need the cap room to fit like what you're saying earlier, Andrew. When you yeah, have with glass and Hague. glass and Hague and all that stuff, then yeah, you can put Leonard in LTIR, which is you know it's fine. So it's, it's like, but. Yeah, it's the whole situation there, and and let let's let's be honest. Like, looking at the other teams, Vegas has been really healthy this season. To be honest with you, I think for the most knock part, on wood, yeah. knock on wood, yeah, knock on wood. But yeah, for the most part, if you're gonna lose no sick to um, COVID, COVID while you're still playing, okay. Petro only missed a couple games because they were shut mm-hmm. down for most of it. McNabb. I don't think Mc, I don't think McNabb is a is a loss. Sorry, not not trying to be shitty, but I don't know that, that he's it's a not. loss. Theodore, a couple games, for the most part, yeah, you've been really lucky. I mean, everybody else in the division is missing a ton of people yeah. all the time. So 
Arizona played without their captain for what five plus games. I thought it, I think it was might even more. Than Colorado that. had a shitload of players out for a while. Yeah. Look at St. Louis right now. Yeah, yeah, St. Louis is just a, a everybody. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you guys want to move on, and and Carly, you want to talk a little AHL? Yeah, this is gonna be really quick because I want to talk about two players. That's like I'm got me so excited. Uh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's uh, it's Jack Dugan and Pavel Dorofeyev, who I would like to call D and D. I'm so excited. Um, to be fair, I've only seen two games with Pavel Dorofeyev because he just got to the te- uh, team. But boy, oh boy, can this get good? This guy play. Uh wow. Uh, I, I I don't know if you saw the uh the goal I posted on Twitter, the 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 goal of the Rio played. That was all hands, and right after that, his second his second point that game on. Uh, so he didn't skate at all. He just oh. used his hands. Yeah, I don't know. You said all hands. hands. Yeah. So he didn't move. He no. stayed still. His hands went uh, out. So you didn't you didn't watch it, Eric? You didn't watch it. So he did. He did. He did skate. No, so I'm serious. His... I'm serious. Did you watch the replay? I'm just wondering how he got to in front of the net. Did he? No, no did he... it's it's all hands. Did you Did all you hands. watch the replay? Okay, fine. All hands. Yeah. No. Did you no, watch did the replay? Not. Oh, exactly. I'm sorry. Jack, they, Jack they, didn't they... post it. Jack didn't post it. So. No, I I, I posted it. I know. I, so I, I, I don't Jack posted. <laughs> Jack posted everything else. I posted AHL. Well, Eric. To to summarize, um, he he was doing a handstand, walking the whole way, scored the fucking goal. It was awesome. No, no, no. no it was. And then, and then, it was. And then Car- and Carlo was, was like, "I'm so excited." It was. He <laughs> was. No, no. He was skating on his like he's holding his stick down on the ice, and the stick was moving with him. His, his uh, his feet was up. So uh, he's just being driven by his stick. Yeah, he's just driven like by Harry stick. Potter broomstick shit. Yeah, like, exactly. He so was Superman. Exactly what happened? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And uh, and and then later on, he had uh, uh, an assist that fooled everybody. Even like the goalie thought he was gonna shoot, and so he dove for the like for the dive for the for the shot. But he passed it to Yurko instead, and that was just an amazing play. And the IQ this kid play, uh, shows coming in from Russia, man, it's it's, it's just amazing. And now we're getting to. Yeah, this is this, this is this is this right here, guys. Oh shit! This has to be the title now. <laughs> yes, we got our title. <laughs> but it's Carlos, so it's ready. Yeah, this is this is Carlos. This is for Carlos. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so sorry, and- I, I was singing the entire time. I have no idea what you talked about. So. Go uh, AHL. Hey, at and least then, they fixed it. It's on the CW. It's in HD. It's so, uh, well. It's there's only select broadcasts though, unfortunately. Yeah. So if you guys want to get your uh, AHL fix, follow Carlo. It's at some dude. I'm so excited. And uh, and then Jack Dugan, who was benched uh, last night, actually, because uh, he's known to be, I would call a quote unquote Marcheso type, where he wears his emotions so he, so on his sleeve. He doesn't like to waste his time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, he's uh he he got benched because he talked back to a referee and they got a penalty. Uh, who J- uh, Justin Emerson uh, tweeted the whole thing. 
All right, I'm, I'm done with the segment, I guess. Uh, but uh, I guess I'm done yeah, with the segment. I, I, <laughs> I'm with off. you, Carlo. Jackie Dugan's got to kind of watch his temper there, and yeah, not he's a great player, him. man. Yeah. If, you, if you watch him play, he's been amazing. Take Since that energy out and go knock somebody in the boards. Well, okay, so so Since... who can replace Reeves? Who in the uh, NHL can come up and be an actual producer at the NHL level? Dugan, probably. But he, I think he's more than a fourth liner, to be honest with you. Okay. I think the guy who replaces Reeves is already in the NHL, which is Kolasar. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. But Jack, like, since Krebs left, Jack Dugan has been this team's best player, to be honest with you. He's everywhere. He's he's a full two hundred foot player too, and he has a he has a mean streak to him. He's he's a pest, and he he. he but is he gonna have to turtle like Kachuk when he runs his mouth at the fucking NHL level? I don't know. Oh, uh, we have we have guys like Elvinus and Cotter to fight for him. Apparently, <laughs> probably a problem. But I, I'd like to see him channel that energy into. Yeah, he needs to channel. He's still very young, and I think yeah, that that, that, that will be a problem at the NHL level if yeah. it's not fixed now. No, we but got I, Kolasar. Kolasar literally broke a dude's jaw in his first fight this year. That was actually a pretty <laughs> broke a dude's broke his jaw. <laughs> just said, hey, uh, you want to fight again? It was just one punch, nope. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was ridiculous. But yeah, the, it's... Dorofeyev and Dugan has been uh, two standouts, even though, like I said, Dorofeyev has only played two games, but those two games has been, has been great. Uh, all the hype that Jack Manning has really brought to, to Dorofeyev has been worth it. He, he's been really good. Well, he's Russian though, so does he actually make the Vegas roster? At some yeah, that's that's. Well, that's but hey, not on the team anymore, so. That's ah, true. 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 Good point. Good point. Though, Gallant has technically played more Russians than Pete DeBoer has so far, because he played Zika. True. He has not played. Has he played Chipichev? Has uh, DeBoer played any Ru- like was? Uh, well, here? we don't have any Russians on the roster right now. No, right, yeah, no. but was Zikov here when DeBoer? Technically, Zikov could have been played, but remember yeah. that was after he, he was, failed his uh, his PD yeah, test. They sent yeah. him off. They shot him into the fucking moon. He's not even playing in the KHL. He's playing in like some Swedish, like third league. Like he is. Gone. He screwed himself. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he gone. So, well, yeah, uh, Dorfeyev and Dugan. Issue. Dorfeyev and Dugan. What? They are. Uh... I like to prefer call them D and D. Oh my god! All right, we're gonna go to a commercial break now, sponsored by uh, Pointer Sisters. Apparently, um, because <laughs> because Carlo gets so excited whenever he gets to watch Dorfeyev and Dugan. Yeah. Go right, um, Pointer Sisters. So thank we'll you be for back the uh, in, sponsorship. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be back in just a minute. Please don't sue us, Pointer Sisters. Go around, whatever. Um, <laughs> brother Mike. He's my brother Matt. And we are the brothers of discussion hosting Red Wings Rant where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a hope. In a season mired in tragedy and despair we are here to be your audible Earl Grey to bring joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras of Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past, find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the Winged Wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast of your Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like Who's That, Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon? 
where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context. For Jeff Blashaw, and we gotta figure out who that Red Wing is. Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Iserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave, and Greg Wyshynski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. Well, all right, and we're back. So, uh, so yeah, let's uh, go around the NHL. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even think about anything other than that fucking song now. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Who wants to take the first one? Uh, I'll take this one. Um, so, so first, uh, first one in our around the NHL segment here is, uh, yeah, this one, hit, this one actually is very good. So, this is exciting news. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm broke. So uh, don't sue me. Um, anyways, Henrik Lundqvist returns to the ice after open heart surgery back in January. It, it, um, he said it will be like many months before he decides on returning, but he's already back on the ice after oh, like a month after open heart surgery. So love to see it. Um, our, our, you know, because we're all homers here, our theory is that he's like, oh, I got to go back on the ice floor. He just tied me in shutouts. So um, <laughs> hey, unfortunately, it would be awesome it to see him back. Oh, I was just going to say, as sad as it is, I don't think he'll ever play in an NHL game again. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't, but it would be awesome just to see it. Yeah, Lundqvist is such a great dude, too, man. Like, the way he announced it, too, um, go for a run and all that stuff. It's... Yeah, he's been, like, everybody – or he's been very open about having people follow his journey through, like, yeah. this heart issue thing. So, I mean, either way, I mean, a guy's set for life, and he's, you know he, – He's one that you would have loved to see win a cup, right? Like, yes. He yeah. is, yep. like, absolutely – he did everything right in the biggest spotlight in North America, well, at least in, in United States. That's why I we mean, hate the original Kings, right? six franchise. I mean, all the things, I mean, he, he absolutely needed one. It's really unfortunate that he yeah. didn't get one. Kind of came close, but that's you know, what, they got swept out that year. And well, I was going to say, and, and that's Carlo, why we hate the Kings. Well, and, and Carlo, I was going to say uh, technically, yes, but also we have the guy that really cemented that. That's true. The game winning goal to clinch the series. Yeah, like that, that's where Jazz Hands comes from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, boy. so everybody's happy for him, though. I mean, just to see him back on his feet doing his thing and being back between the pipes is really great. Like, even if he's just doing it for fun, like, or doing whatever, it's. Yeah, it's he loves hockey. You know, he's back. Yeah. And, and, and good for him to be back in ice. You know, I'm just glad he's okay. And healthy, and that's the the biggest part. That he's healthy, and he it's, the surgery was successful. Really happy for him. It's a great dude. All right, uh, moving on. News out of Buffalo: uh, their goalie Linus Olmark is out for a month with a lower body injury. Uh, well, wait, a minute. that's not the important news. The the important news is Jeff Skinner was benched for three games. Uh, he said he was unsure what what the benching would accomplish, but he still wants to remain in Buffalo. And, you know, he's making $9 million a year and you're sending him on the bench. It, could he be good somewhere else or is he just done? Guys, Buffalo is so fucking stupid the way they run their franchise. So they traded for him. 
And then they put him with Jack Eichel in a contract year and played him 82 fucking games next to Jack Eichel in a contract year. And guess what? He scored a ton of fucking points because he played next to, I don't know, one of the top five centers in the league all fucking year. Oh, power play one, all this stuff. They gave him $9.5 million and then they stopped playing him with Jack Eichel. (laughs) What? Huh? Like, at some point, pull your head out of your ass. Now they're playing him on the fourth line expecting him to do the same thing. I don't think that's really how it works. I mean, Reeves and Stone aren't going to produce at the same level. I mean, I just don't believe so. If you flipped him spots and flipped him ice time and shit, I'm sure Reeves would... Never mind, Reeves sucks. Sorry. I can't even get Um, that out. Skinner, I think, you know, if he was moved out of Buffalo and put in a good situation or put back with Eichel, he's going to produce. He's only 28 years old. It's not like he's his career is completely done. No, they just screwed up the contract because of Eichel. <laughs> yeah, where yeah. where does he play? Does he play left or right? Do you know? Left. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Left, right? Because that Hall Eichel uh, Skinner line sounds pretty good, <laughs> but apparently they're not going to play him. No, the coach hates him. The coach fucking hates him, so I don't know. Is he going to get traded? No, I don't think anyone's going to take that contract. Nobody's going to take that. Even if you ate half of his fucking deal. Even if you hate half of his contract, you're not getting anything for him. And if you ate it for another seven years or six years, you're so dumb. So, no, he's uh, – unfortunately, they're going to go into another teardown rebuild. They're going to lose Eichel for a bunch of fucking picks and prospects. They're going to hope to get another Jack Eichel, which is – Let's see. Does awesome. he have a no movement? He does, but he's already said he'll he'll move it. But I thought he wanted to stay in Buffalo. Okay, you're right. He didn't come out and say, go fuck yourselves, Buffalo, get me out. I mean, come on. You got to say the right things. Yeah, otherwise you're just Pierre Bouctevois, and nobody wants to yeah. look like that guy, right? Um, also, as sad as this sounds, Dubois looks better <laughs> out of that deal – than yep. Columbus does. Columbus is losing a bunch of games. Looks like they're about to fire that coach, Tortorella. Um, they, I mean, it's just been a shit show in Columbus. And Winnipeg's second in the Scotch North Division. And Dubois had a couple game winners. Couple, I mean, he's been doing good. So that, wow. That's funny because I was reading something earlier today or yesterday that somebody's reading the lines. I don't remember who put it out there, but they're saying that Columbus wants to try to – trade and bring people in to, to make a run i don't columbus is doing like the divisions this year yeah, columbus is has a few, uh, losing streak right now but they were they started pretty decently i thought but then chicago yeah. came out of nowhere uh i think Carolina... they lost columbus lost to nashville again today guys yeah that's true yeah, they're they're currently in fifth place there, and their point percentage is four seven seven. By the way, let's, let's all Nashville, quick man. round of applause for uh, Subban and getting a shutout again. So good job. Yeah, and then he got, uh, and then he got lit up year. yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> co- so currently in the uh, disco division, Columbus is seventh for point percentage. The only team that they are better than is Dave. I'll let you take this one away. Well, of course it's Detroit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nashville is even ahead of them for points percentage at 476. Yeah. So Columbus, uh, they're yeah. also negative 15. Uh, but but uh, hey, take those five games where they didn't cancel any Detroit's games, where they had six players on COVID protocol when San Jose has one and they canceled their game. Detroit's 500. Oh, okay. Are they allowed to do that? 
They're in a they're in a win streak right now, man. Detroit's in a win streak. So. Who? Yeah, that's a streak. That's <laughs> Technically, a it's a win streak. Two seasons, though, isn't it? <laughs> um. All right. So, who wants to take the 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 fun one here? I'll take the uh, <clears throat> the <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko returns to practice for uh, St. Louis, but that's not the big news coming out of St. Louis. <laughs> it's the it's the Bitchington show where he. My God, what what a scene he he showed. He he got pulled because uh, that that game was just ridiculous. What, how many was goals he allowed? Doing that pulled? Like he got yeah, pulled was, after the fourth goal. He got yeah, the fourth goal. goal. Yeah, there were, he allowed fourth goal. He got pulled, and then on his way out off the ice, he pushed or punched someone, as people would call it, punched someone. Pushed, he pushed. He pushed. Yeah, he. But some people are calling it punch. He pushed his arm at somebody. Yeah, in the San Jose bench. Skated off away from him, went to Eric Carlson, fake punched him. Carlson flinched. Also, Car- yeah, Carlson did Carlson not look flinched, very yeah. good in that whole deal. Like, Carlson looked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and you can't then, even call that diving. That's just straight up please. wimpy now. So, so, so Dubnik saw all this and kind of started chirping Bennington. So, Bennington skated towards Dubnik. And he pushed Dubnik and started trying to make a fight. <laughs> and then he just walked off the ice. Dubnik was just telling him to get, get the hell off the ice. Man. Yeah. So, dude, just get the hell out of here. It fired his team up and the team won 7-6 to six in, uh, in regulation. <laughs> yeah. They fired their teams up and allowed three more goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they scored. Who, who so, no, his team scored three more goals. Uh, his backup goalie only allowed two. So they won. They won in regulation. <laughs> the guys, it, like, just hearing the score, though, like, it's... It's a football it's like, score. Yeah, are, are you watching a really slow football game or a really shitty hockey game? <laughs> You're uh, watching 1980s hockey. Yeah, that is... that that That's why Gretzky will own every record for the history, because... <laughs> the 12-goal the game? They would have to double the size of the goalie net in order for anybody to come close to any of Gretzky's records. And yeah. the crazy part about that is Eric Carlson with zero points that whole game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I was watching the post game show. Yeah. I was watching the post game show, and they were still like, "Well, even though Eric Carlson didn't get any points, oh, but here's some great God. highlights and how he did good." These, people are dude, <laughs> people are defending Eric Carlson better than Eric Carlson defends on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst contract. I mean, look, Skinner at nine point five in the. In the press box, well, it's like still a better contract than Eric Carlson, eleven point five, playing on the ice. Skinner makes that look like a steal compared to Eric Carlson. Like, my God, that is going to go down as one of the worst contracts in history of NHL. Yeah, my God. It, and going back to going back to Bennington though, because a lot of people are really seeing who he really truly is. Because he, he's the guy who's just like. I, I, like I said, Marshall Tiltype, but worse. Have you he, seen his old tweets? Like, yeah, he's the like things he said. He's like, a real narcissist. Right? Mm-hmm. He thinks so highly of himself. I remember he, when like, he lost the Calder. Guys, guys, guys. He, for go back three years and beyond, right? So 2017 and earlier. For the 10 years prior to that, he was the best defenseman in the league. He was on a absolute collision course to be one of the top five defensemen of all time. We were talking about Bennington. He, yeah, we were talking about Bennington. Oh, I thought we were talking about Carlson. 
No, no go ahead. Oh, no, because this, this segment is about Bennington. So I went, I, I took you it back to You guys were talking Bennington. about Carlson. Where the hell was I? Yeah, Bennington sucks. We were talking about how Bennington, like even off the ice, is like on his social media. He says like really screwed up shit and like is just a general bitch. (laughs) Yeah, I remember when he lost the Calder and he was like, "No, I deserve the Calder." He's a he's a freaking narcissist, dude. He he actually probably did deserve the Calder though. Yeah, but like I bet you, (laughs) I I bet you, I bet you when he walked up to Dubnik, he looked nervous. I bet you. (laughs) <laughs> oh he didn't really want to fight no no yeah. he really didn't he, he didn't actually he was him. all about making a scene that was all it was yeah. apparently was Dubnik literally said to him you weigh 165 pounds just get off <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but also Dubnik allowed seven goals so I'm surprised okay well, what are they gonna do pull him for Jones like- yeah <laughs> people are talking about like I'm surprised they didn't pull the coach probably like oh, i think it's time to pull uh dubnik and he looks at his bench he's just <laughs> never no, mind <laughs> never mind just stay Maybe there you can do better in the so, era, so, Carl, so, so how, how bad does martin jones have to be for bugner to come out today in his press availability and they asked him who his starter is for the next game and he's like you know i haven't decided yet like how bad is martin <laughs> jones to where how he's bad? not like you how bad are both of them Oh my god! Oh, I can't wait. I want to play them so many times this year. It's not even like look. It is beyond being a rivalry anymore. It's not even a rivalry. But it's like, a joke you, now. It's a running joke. It's just like oh, oh those so, fuckers. So one, did you guys notice that during the last Sharks Vegas game, Pete DeBoer was like the most chipper human being I think I've ever seen. He's <laughs> yeah, but smiling, he's waving at everybody. But you realize that he was waving goodbye at those goalies. He's like, I don't care how bad my power play is, I don't have them in goal. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> and, then, like, and he looks at his bench and I'm like, hey flower. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, it's Eric Carlson. He's not gonna do shit today. See ya. <laughs> he looks at his bench like uh Leonard and Florida. Well, oh. it feels nice. He's like, he's like, my 1A goaltender is broken and we're still first in the division. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dansk is better than Jones or Dubnik. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Logan Thompson is better than either of those. Dude, he has been good this season. So. Well, AHL, yeah. calm down. Yeah, 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 All right, yeah. last one. Uh, we had the very first – so one of our buddies on, on Twitter, uh, Justin Miner, he uh, does a Deep Puck podcast. He came out uh, – I forgot what night it was – uh, and he's like, hey, sorry to, to upset a bunch of fan bases, but I don't think there's going to be any uh, coaches fired this year. And I don't know, three hours later, Montreal fired Claude Julian. So <laughs> nice job, Justin. Fantastic work. Uh, yeah, so Montreal Claude Julian fired, is online too. Yeah. So fired uh, Julian midseason. I mean, I guess as more and more reports come out, they were thinking about doing this in the off season, but he had to open heart surgery so they probably felt bad about doing it and gave him one more chance so uh yeah he's a shit show uh montreal is not as good as everybody thought they were going to be but if your ownership group and your gm goes out and spends 110 million dollars and you're not very good in a division that is sorry excluding toronto probably the worst division in the league i mean they just said okay it's over so this is probably bergevon's last coach though he doesn't get another one after this yeah, I wouldn't say so either. You saying don't go and win, he's done. Yeah, Bergeron was saying like he thinks that a new voice was necessary. The team was tuning uh, Julian out, so you know if you feel that way, you know it's time for a new voice. 
Yeah, but it's it's your last uh, last opportunity. We'll see uh, what works out. I don't know. I, Montreal just they made some weird deals this year, right? They they paid Joel Edmondson way too much money, like Corey Perry. I know he didn't pay him anything, but he didn't really fit what they're trying to do. They traded for Josh Anderson and extended him a, a lot of money. Like uh, Tyler Toffoli's been good when he plays Vancouver, but he hasn't been very good against anybody it's else. Not, traded for Allen as a backup to Carey Price, but then won't play him. Yeah, when he's actually been better than than Carey Price, so I, it's just a, I don't know. Yeah. So, it's the, still the, even though I know we already talked about the the replacement is in, even though they have the interim label, but I saw numerous tweets out there. It's like, how long is it going to be before they hire Gallant? And like, eh. Gallant doesn't speak French, so he's out. They like, yeah, but apparently, you know, before he was hired in the Vegas, he was the runner up to Claude Julian when they hired him. Yeah, but he was the runner-up because he probably didn't speak French. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But that, but I mean, but Some, sudden, they got to get over that sometime. If yeah, Julian did. wants to coach again, he could go get that Seattle job. Yeah. Yes. Oh, over Turk, I, th- I think. I think Turk better uh, better hurry up and say yes to one of these deals. Otherwise, the further away from NHL coaching you get, the less like. I mean, it's not always that way. Look, Dave Tippett stayed out for a long time. Ralph Kruger stayed out for a long time. And they still got deals again. So you, you still got Bruce Boudreaux sitting out there as an ex head coach. You got you got some some ex head coaches out there. You got Babcock, who I mean, what a fucking jackass that guy is. But let's give him an NHL team. <laughs> but Boudreaux was actually has a winning record, doesn't he? Like he, he was not no Boudreaux's not the playoffs. So but, so, season, but here, yes. here's the thing: Claude Julian is the best. He always has the best five on five team in the league. He just can't get somebody to run his, his power play and penalty kill unit. Oh, sounds well, familiar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anything else before we uh, wrap this up? Uh, no, I, I think we've hit all our points. Yep. <laughs> oh, we're screwed. Yeah. All right, so on that note, uh, thanks everybody for, uh, for listening. We'll be back next week. So, uh, yeah. Peace out, guys. Yeah, I think that's it's it. the next McKinnon. Glasses well, the next McKinnon. What was that called? I couldn't believe it. Biddington's a bitch. And He's the next McKinnon. All right, bye, guys. <laughs>